To God be the glory, great things he hath done. And that ties right into what I want to say tonight because the message tonight is just about loving God. Just love God. Why? Because that's what we were created to do. Psalm 100. When I was about eight years old, I was bored one Saturday afternoon. And mom was looking for something to occupy me. And she said, okay, I'll pay you 50 cents if you'll memorize Psalm 100. Sound good. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pastures. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. 50 cents. I just realized it's here on the TV in front of me. I did not look at it. I promise I did not look down at the monitors. Yeah. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to be created in your image and to offer you praise as a result of the love that you have placed into our hearts. You have left us here to praise you and to tell others about you that they might praise you too. Because apart from that, what else is there? What other reason is there to be here? And so we thank you for leaving us here for a few more days. Help us to use them wisely, praising you and loving you in Jesus' name. Amen. What does God want? More than anything else, I think God wants you to praise him. That's what Psalm 100 tells us to do. It's addressed to all the earth. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all ye lands. Everybody, praise the Lord. It's not just Americans or Georgians or Baptists or Tifton. What's, what's the word for somebody who lives in Tifton? A Tiftonite? A Tiftonian? Tiftonite. You like that? It's not just for Tiftonites. It's for everybody. It's a psalm for the whole earth. This psalm, beginning with Psalm 93 and going through Psalm 100, in the Psalms is called enthronement psalms. And they deal with the Lord's reigning and being king over all the earth. So all of them are majestic and speak of God's power and majesty and, and glory. And our responsibility is a result of that to praise him. So how do we do that? I just want to give you some pointers from this psalm this evening. First of all, we're supposed to do it with gladness. Serve the Lord, how? With gladness. Because we are fulfilling our purpose in creation when we worship God. It makes us glad. It brings us joy, almost as much joy as it brings him when we're doing what he created us to do. Make a joyful noise, serve the Lord with gladness. In Hebrew, it means serve the Lord with gladness. In Aramaic, it means serve the Lord with gladness. In other translations around the world, it means what? Serve the Lord with gladness. That's pretty much it. You don't need to dissect this verse to understand what it means. It means exactly what it says, that our worship ought to have some joy about it, that we ought to be glad when we come into the house of the Lord. Think about somebody 
that you really love? And how happy are you when you get to be with them, when you get to see them? I mean, do you, do you dread it? No. You, if there's someone you really love, you just enjoy being in their, in their company, in fellowship with them. When we enter our sanctuary, there ought to be a bounce to our step, and it's not something we have to, to put on. It ought to be that that graces our lives. There is joy in our heart. We are to worship God out of the overflow of our lives, of the spirit that he has placed within us. A few years ago, Dateline NBC had a story on the happiness industry. Did you know there's a happiness industry that people actually have careers out of making other people happy or telling them how to be happy? There was a man who left the advertising industry and started something new in New England called the Options Institute. And he said, I'm going to be your happiness coach. I'm going to teach people how to be happy. They just have to make the decision not to take all the junk that the world tries to give them and decide to be happy. It reminds me of, there have been several songs about happiness. Just this past year, was it Farrell Williams, the happy song? Um, Years ago, there was Bobby McFerrin, don't worry, be happy. Jose has a happy song. And he, I, love, I love when he sings that song because everybody just starts laughing. If you want to write a song that everybody's going to like, make it about happiness. And everybody will start smiling because that's what we want to do. That's what we want to be. We are the people with joy that comes from being in a relationship with God. And the only reason that I have any purpose in getting out of bed in the morning and putting my feet on the floor is because God's spirit and his character and his joy is within me. And it gives purpose to life and we can worship him with gladness. There is happiness for sale in our country through this or that, buying this or that. But let me let you in on a little secret. You cannot buy happiness. But if you look at advertisers, and and sometimes I'll be watching a commercial on TV or something and think about what are they trying to attract? What are they trying to accomplish? What's their purpose? And a lot of them so subtly are, are implying that if you buy my product, it will make you happy because of this. You can't go to a conference and buy happiness. You can't read a book and become happy. This innate God given ability. He gives us to love him and glorify him by coming into a personal relationship with him. And if we come into worship with an attitude as if we have to see God or we have to worship, you'll never know what this psalmist is talking about. Because he says it's our delight to come into our father's presence and sit in his lap and feel his embrace, his hug around us. Because there's a relationship that exists between us. And if you think your earthly father loves you, it doesn't begin to compare how much your heavenly father loves you. And when you're with him, there is joy like never before. So think about somebody. Was it your grandmom who loved you and you just loved feeling her hug? Or your grandfather? Or somebody like that that just, when you you got to visit them, you just felt warm all over. Multiply that times a million, million. And that's what it should be like to come into God's presence. If you have to drag your feet 
to come in here to worship or think about cutting out after Sunday school in the morning or cutting out on Sunday night. Just get over it. Loving God and glorifying him through worship is our order of business. It's our purpose. But I can't make you be glad in it. All we can do is just provide the atmosphere. And whether you choose to worship God and rejoice in his presence is entirely up to you. But since you're already here, why not do it with gladness? Why not? Secondly, it says, come into his presence. How? With singing. Were y'all singing this evening? I didn't hear you very well. Some of you were laying out. We are to sing with joyful songs. Worshiping him with gladness is our attitude. Singing with joyful songs is our method. That's what flows out of our mouths. So have you brought a song into worship lately? I know you brought yourself because I can see that. But what anthem do you bring before God? What offering, what song of your heart will you present to him? What kind of music? Is it praise? Is it contemporary? Is it classical? Is it chorus? Is it a cantata? Let me say something radical here. God really doesn't care what kind of song you sing as long as you sing it with joy. I can worship God by listening to Frankie play the organ and Vivian on the piano. I can worship God with the drums and the guitar because my heart is joyful regardless of what kind of music it is. The Bible says we come before him with joyful singing, with singing. And that doesn't mean just happy, upbeat songs. What it means is that we ought to come in here and bring something with us. We ought to bring a song that flows out of a heart that worships God with gladness. You remember the old Christmas carol, and I, once again, I'm terrible with titles, but it says, if I were a shepherd, I'd bring him a lamb. If I were this, I'd bring him that. If I were whatever I am, I'm going to bring him a part of who I am, whatever I have. So if you, when you come in here, bring a song and he will take it. Worship with gladness. Worship with singing. And the thirdly, Worship with truth. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. What does that say? It says you ought to know there's some things. There's some things you ought to know when you come in here to worship. You ought to know that the Lord is God and you're not. You ought to know that he made you and you didn't make yourself. You know, sometimes you hear people say, I'm a self-made man. That sounds good. That certainly relieves God of some of the responsibility for your mistakes. But I don't know anybody that made themselves. You're not an accident. He made you. You're his. And that's just basic theology. And that's why we worship, because we know that the Lord our God is God. And we can't really worship him until we get down to that, because the Lord is God. He made us. We didn't make ourselves. 
We are his people. We are his sheep. He is our shepherd. And that's good. And then it says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. I've been in all kinds of churches, all kinds of different styles of worship. Some, some believe and say, if you don't worship in this particular style, it's not real worship. It's not sincere. You're not praising the Lord. You've got to clap or raise your hands or you've got to run around or you've got to sit down and be quiet. You've got to get on your feet and jump. Do whatever they tell you to do. Or if you don't, you're not praising him. Well, this psalm doesn't tell you how to praise him. It just says that you need to with thanksgiving and with praise. Give him thanks. Give him praise. And that praise can take any one of many different kinds of forms because God gives us freedom to worship him in the way that, that we're familiar with and the way that we're comfortable with and the way that means the most to us. So you can praise him by singing a song. You can praise him by reading a passage of scripture. You can praise him when you're praying. You can praise him in your silence. You can praise him in the middle of noise and activity. You can praise him in the woods, in the ocean. I praised him in my house, in my backyard, even when I'm in my car stuck in traffic. You can praise God. It doesn't say how or where. It just says you ought to. You know what frightens me? That we could go through life taking all that God gives us and never give him the thanksgiving and praise that belongs to him. It really struck me this morning in my invocation in the 1050 service and in the sanctuary. What do we have that God didn't give us? What do you have that God didn't give you? Including the time that you have here right now to worship him. God has given us a little bit to see how faithful we are as his stewards. What we're going to do with it. How much do we love him? How much do we trust him? What are we going to do with the allotment he has entrusted to us for a short, short season of time? How faithful are we going to be found with that? Do you remember the movie Shenandoah with Jimmy Stewart? He had a funny line. He sat down to dinner and he gave the blessing. And he said this, God, I plowed the field. I planted the seeds. I weeded the field. I harvested it and prepared it and cooked it. But we thank you for this food anyway. Amen. His motive may have been good, but I'm not sure his heart was quite in the right place. Because even though he planted it and weeded it and watered it and then reaped it and cooked it, he didn't make it grow. Only God can do that. Everything good comes from God. God brings everything good to us. I don't know about you, but I'm terrible at writing thank you notes. But we're all terrible at thanking God. So when we come to worship, we need to remember how much we have to be thankful for. And words of thanksgiving ought to be on our lips. And, and we come in here, and I know that there are problems 
and difficulties and trials and, and troubles that weigh us down. But put those aside for a few moments and think about all that you have that God has given. And just say, thank you, God. Thank you, Father. And let one blessing lead to another. Thank you, God. Enter to his gates, not with arrogance, but with gratitude, with praise, thanking him for what he's done and for what all he's given to us. So we worship him with gladness and with joyful songs and with the truth that he created us and with thanksgiving. And finally, why? Verse five, because the Lord is good. You want to know why we, why we worship God, why we love God? Because he is so good all the time. His love endures forever, his faithfulness to all generations. That's why we praise him. That's why we worship him, because the Lord is good. When has God ever not been good to you? When has he not been good? That's why we're glad when we come in here, because he has lavished his blessings upon us. We're coming in here to talk about how good God is. He brought us together one more time. He is good. He allowed us one more opportunity to, to be in his presence, to, to praise him, to thank him. He's given us one more day. God says, I have been good to you. You ought to worship me and praise me and be glad and be thankful and know who I am and know who you are and all that I've entrusted to you. That's the what we ought to bring to him in gladness and joyful songs. The why is because he's good. What more reason do you need? Because he's good. Our purpose is to love him and to glorify him not with drudgery. Give thanks to God and enter into his gates with thanksgiving and praise with a renewed appreciation for who he is and what he has done. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, everybody. Serve him with gladness. Come into his presence with thanksgiving. Know ye that the Lord is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people. We are his sheep. Come into his gates. Enter into his presence with thanksgiving. Come into his courts with praise. Be thankful and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. We have every reason to be happy because of what God has done for us. Pray with me. God, we love you. And we thank you for leaving us here on this earth for a few more days with a purpose. And that is to worship you and to praise you and to love you and to tell others about you that they might have the privilege of doing so too. And so help us be faithful in that. 
And when we come into worship, let us do so with glad and generous hearts, aware of all that we have for which to be grateful and doing so with thanksgiving and praise because you are God and we are your people. We are your sheep and we lean on you and we look to you and we trust in you for everything. There's nothing that we have that we have created. Nothing that we have that you have not given us. And so we praise you for entrusting it to us. Help us be faithful. Help us be good stewards. However long we're here with whatever we have to show you how much we love you and trust you. And in so doing, praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.